Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. I have uh, an amazing young leader here. Um, he is, I guess, uh, about 11 years, 10, 11 years out of school. Um, he is the Director of Asset Management and Client Services of Westcourt Capital Corporation, uh, a company, uh, 30 to 40 people organization in Toronto that deals with largely a client base of alternate high net worth uh, clients. Uh, in alternative assets. He'll talk more about what that is and uh, and what he does in the organization. Really, really great dealing with somebody so young and having such fast, fast traction in his career that when he joined Westcourt, they were four people and now now he's 40, they're 40. And uh, and and just talking about you know how he how he got that job and and the skills that he he took from student works. Uh, that that made an impact and 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 the impact of student works on his career. Uh, I know you're going to love the conversation. Funny, enjoyable, and authentic. And so we are just at nearing the end of our recruiting season. So if you know of any young, amazing leaders who really want to have a big future, please send them my way. You can send them send me an email at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. You could send them to leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. You could also um, send them to studentworks.com. So thank you very much. I hope you're enjoying the leaders of tomorrow. You obviously can also rate and review us. Have a fantastic day. So Will, welcome to the leaders of tomorrow podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. uh, It's great to have you. And and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's one of the cool things about LinkedIn is, is, is I see people progressing and I remember, you know, over the last, uh, you know, decade plus I've seen, oh, oh moving over here, doing this, doing You're that. You're the guy that's been stalking me that you know, I can't <laughs> see because I won't subscribe to LinkedIn premium. That was you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> LinkedIn premium. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. And, um, so let's think back before you joined student works okay you know before western you know who was will like what what yeah who 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 was will chis wow you're really taking me back now i know this is, I know. This is yeah this is a uh, trip down memory lane i mean you know we've spoken about this in the past but you know spoiler alert the end of this story is that student works and you didn't pay me to say this i swear <laughs> but student works uh, really did change change my life you know, for the better and put me on a whole different path. Before I went to Western, um, you know, I was in high school and I was big into math and science and uh, I was a pretty good student and uh, but didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. And, um, you know, was fortunate enough to get into a good school. Uh, it was in the science program. And, uh, you know, I had dreams of who knows, um, uh, you know, going down a very different path than I ended up going down. Uh, and I'll never forget, I was sitting in my biology 101 class or whatever it was. And it was Jamie Lee, uh, who yeah. was my GM at the time, who I'm sure you've had on your show. Yes. Show or podcast, whatever you want to call it. 
And uh, she came into the class and there were 600, 700 students or whatever it is. You know, for people listening that are in school now, we used to do that back in the day before all this. <laughs> Pack 600 people into a room and, and teach them. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she, she came in and she gave the pitch for Student Works and said, you know, there's an opportunity for you to run your own business for the summer. And uh, if you're interested, um, come and speak to me after class. And that was kind of the, the beginning of um, how I met Jamie Lee, how I met you, how I got involved with Student Works that ended up sending me on a whole different uh, trajectory. Yeah, no, I, I still remember, uh, you know, sitting down um, in Cancun and sort of I, you know, one of the things about our Cancun trip is, is that I live on a much different time, time plan than most of our operators. Understandably, they're at the clubs, they're having a blast and, and, Cancun is why I can't drink tequila anymore, Chris, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. But. That's right. You just, just got just to gotta actually have the good tequila and sip it. You don't have to, you don't have to drink it all in one sitting. I could have used that advice at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so, uh, but I remember sitting down for lunch and, oh, there's Will. I'll sit down with you. And, and really, it was, it was fascinating, you know, just hearing your change of heart about, you know, what was inspiring you. So what... What do you think was really inspiring you about seeing business as an opportunity, you know, versus, uh, you know, the medical sciences? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, and, uh, you know, to be honest, um, when I first heard about the opportunity, it was pretty simple. I mean, opportunity to make a, a lot of money Yeah. Um, over the summer. And, uh, you know, as a student, it's not like that kind of opportunity comes up every day. Yeah. Um, but, but at its core... Um, the opportunity to run your own business, be your own boss, and uh, you know take on some risk and sink or swim and and um, develop those types of muscles uh, was very appealing. Um, mm. So you know I I was very green and naive um, you know when I started. And I think for that's sure. true for everybody who enters the program. For sure, of course. And uh, it, you know, thinking back, it's amazing how quickly the transformation happens and, and how much you learn over such a short period of time. And, you know, obviously I have to give all the credit to, um, you know, my GMs, to management team, you know, IEU and the people I worked with and the other operators that I learned from. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a very exciting summer, that very first summer uh, running my business. And um, like I said, I went from like my jobs previous to that, where I worked in a bakery for, for an hourly wage and it was great. And I got a lot of free food, but <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was, it was a job. And uh, you know, previous to that, I had worked in a warehouse for the summer, you know, 40 hours a week, you know, making boxes and packing them with stuff. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, the opportunity, it, it's all up to me. Uh, you know, you have a team, obviously, but but it's all it's all up to you whether whether you're going to make it work or not. And uh, like I said, it was fun, it was exciting, it was challenging. Um, certainly, was challenging. It was a big learning curve. Um, but I found that uh, if you were willing to put in the uh, the effort, the hours, um, that what you got out of it was um, you know infinitely more valuable than a four year degree. Honestly, right? Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Um, so, you know, going through that experience and, uh, and seeing not only the, the, you know, I made some good money and whatever, but like how it made me feel, you know, as a person, uh, being able to accomplish 
these seemingly impossible tasks at, at the beginning of the summer excited me. And I, and I wanted to go down that path, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great way of looking at it. And it's so true. How did it make me feel? Like literally we become different humans as a result of what we accomplish. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's a thing. And a lot of times people are too focused on self-esteem. Really self-regard is what we want. You know, self-regard it's, it's like, when I say something, I go and make it happen. And, 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 and so self-esteem, I just feel good about myself and yes, we want self-esteem. So don't get me wrong, but it's, it, it's so much more powerful when we can attach it to things that we're, we're doing and accomplishing. And we kind of get down to basics. It can all start small steps, small steps. And then, like you said, when you get in something like this, you're seeing all sorts of other people and you're competitive. So you, you know, you keep performing and keep performing well. And I know you had, you know, two really, really great seasons with us. What do you still rely on from the program? I mean, everything, honestly. I mean, it, it really was, I'm only half joking when I say that it was more valuable than a four-year degree, for example. I mean, the lessons you learn, not only in running a business, but, but in life have carried, you know, with me to this day. And, you know, there are, there are more tacit, uh, I, can, I can touch and feel type things that I learned, but also just lessons about grit and determination and not giving up and all that sort of stuff. But, um, I mean, I I was telling you this story before, but, um, like how I got into what I'm doing today, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to was basically a cold call. (laughs) Right. Okay, great. (laughs) Which which is, which is, uh, what we did a lot of, um, back in the day, literally knocking on doors and it was winter. So it was cold. It was very cold outside. Um, you know, asking for business. And, uh, so the, the founder CEO of the firm that I'm at now, um, it wasn't that dissimilar. Like I, I had an opportunity to meet him and, you know, because, because I had had to do this before in my life, I said, Hey, what's, what's there to lose? Yeah. You know, let's go and introduce myself, say hi, tell him what I think I can do for him. And yeah. here we are, uh, you know, and that was one of the best things I ever did. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there, I mean, that's a specific example of how, like working through student works and running my own business gave me the the confidence, the ability, and probably the thick skin. Um, you know, most importantly, that you know, if he says no, so what? I've been said no yes. to a thousand times already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the mindset, right? It's the mindset. Okay, like I'm willing to put myself at risk. Where really, again, you're seeing that it, there is no risk because I have, I don't have a relationship with Westcourt Capital right now. And then, well, if I have a conversation with them, I either will or I won't. <laughs> so I still, I, I just go back to the base. And, and, you know, that is true. And I know, you know, it's funny, we coach people in that. And still people really are challenged by it, right? Still people are really challenged by they're afraid of people. And, and, and it's just getting used to it. And successful people aren't afraid of people. You know, like it's, you know, I, I shouldn't say, I guess some successful people are, but, but, you know, in your industry, it's certainly not right. Like, you know, because that's something you need to be able to do. And I'm sure he was impressed by it. Meaning that that was something that's necessary. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the one thing I would add to that, cause I think you're absolutely right. But the one thing I would add is that I, I don't necessarily think it's successful. People aren't afraid of people. You know, it's the old adage that they're like fear exists in everybody. It's it's the courage to to face the fear, right? Yes. Um, so you're totally I mean, right. 
straight up. I can tell you, yeah, of course I walk into meetings and I'm nervous and, and whatever. And I'm sure the same is true for you and, and for whoever you're talking about, but, but it's the, it's having the, uh, what the, the conviction, the fortitude, whatever it is to face that. And I, and, and that's a big thing that student works taught me for sure. Yeah. Oh, thanks for clarifying. You were completely right. Uh, fit, you know, we feel the fear you do it anyway. You, you know, you just, you know, get yourself in that right mindset and go do it. Okay, let's go, you know, and, and, uh, and whatever happens, happens. So, so I know we only got you for two years. You ended up going to Ivy, which is wonderful. Congratulations. And, and obviously in Ivy, you know, especially if you want to go into finance, they get, they get you, they, they, they help get you great jobs. And I, and I know, so you ended up, uh, you know, at Scotiabank. So what was that experience like? It was a good one. <laughs> Um, you know, I was sort of thrown right into the fire, um, which is a great way to learn. Um, yeah, Ivy certainly helps having it on your resume and they help get you jobs. But I graduated in 2009, uh, which uh, other than 2020 was probably the worst time to graduate, <laughs> yes. um, ever. So, uh, believe me, I'm not crying a river for anybody who's listening right no. now and is in yeah. graduated this year, but, uh, stay strong. Trust me, it'll come. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, but yes, uh, yeah, 2009, I got my first job in the industry at Scotia Capital. I was on the uh, foreign exchange trading desk. And uh, it, was, it was an awesome experience. It was, um, you know, at the highest level. Uh, it was on the spot desk, forwards desk, futures desk, swaps. Uh, learned a lot. And uh, it, it was similar to, you know, I, 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 I'm happy that I went through the experience I did at StudentWorks because it's not like, you know, you join an organization like that and there's somebody holding your hand along the way, you know, telling you every step of the way, you know, good job. This is what you do. No, you just you sink or swim. Right. Um, so uh, the experience was was uh, was great. I didn't go back. And um, the biggest reason was that, um, you know, quite honestly, I had gone from the two previous summers running my own business to all of a sudden working in an organization of 40,000 people all across the world. And, uh, um, it was, it was a, it was a big change. And I think I had already learned about myself that that's not an environment I really wanted to be in. So that's where that, that's where that changed for me, but it was, it was absolutely a great experience to start. Right. And that's great. Uh, you know, to find out what I don't want, right. To find out, okay, this doesn't work. And, 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 and again, that's a great, uh, you know, coaching for our leaders listening is there's really good chance there's not going to be a great onboarding uh, program. There's not going to be a, oh, you know, here, do more of this, do more of that. Like, you know, that's really what we're about. You know, we run, you know, we're a coaching organization. That's what makes us excel at the level that we excel at. And, you know, uh, other amazing organizations, that's just not what they do, you know? So, so it's like, you, you got to figure it out. And, and it may seem like criticism, uh, but it's just feedback and take it and, and, and you're lucky you got it really sometimes too. Right. Exactly. It's even, yeah. It's, you can just disappear in, in organizations like that and understandably because they're so big and you know, it's, it's, uh, so, somebody ahead of you is, or that your supervisor is really looking to just get ahead themselves. Right. But you know, how do they impress their boss? How do they get their results? Which you totally get. So, so what was, what was next after that? Yeah. So after Scotia, huh, so I was in the financial industry. Uh, you know, I had my CSC and I had an interest. 
Uh, I was still young at that point, and I still um, uh, I had this budding interest of mine to explore sort of the uh, you know media side of things. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was able to get a job at uh, BNN Business News Network, right? Which um, uh, you know at the time was kind of the perfect um, marrying of uh, my interest and my existing skill set, which was in the financial industry, uh, because obviously that's what they report on all day long. Um, so, uh, I, I was working a job at BNN. I was a producer there and, uh, it was fascinating working there. It was, it was actually, it was a little similar to the trading desk in, in that sort of high intensity, uh, environment where decisions have to be made very quickly, but obviously very different being in TV. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a fantastic experience. I, I, um, got to, uh, exercise a lot of um, different muscles, but again, you know, I, I was there for um, uh, almost a year, I'd say, and uh, that same big organization, uh, you know, thing that frustrated me about Scotia still existed. I actually, when I was at BNN, um, I was there uh, during the period when Bell Media actually took over uh, CTV and, um, uh, and BNN's channel. So it went from a big company to a massive monster yeah. while I yeah. was there. Um, and like I said, it was fascinating and a, and a totally unique experience. I'll never forget, but, uh, you know, I still had my, my ears open for opportunities, um, which is another thing student works, you know, taught me and, and something everybody should always do for their whole lives. Is, is, is looking for what's next and evaluating and evaluating. How have you looked at that? Like the, you know, the space of evaluating what you're doing versus, you know, giving yourself enough time at what you're doing to really evaluate it. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's a tough one, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I have that answer figured out. Sure. It's a, it's a really tough one. And, and I can tell you, you know, this is like, you know, we're, we're talking about something that happened 10 years ago in my early 20s, and uh, I'm a very different person I am today than I was 10 years ago. I've matured a lot. I've learned a lot along right. the way. And, uh, you know, it's tough. Like, like, you obviously have to give yourself enough of a chance to, you know, come to the real adult conclusion that this isn't for you. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you just know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but like anything in life, it's a battle. Like, you know, you can't be too impulsive because then you end up bouncing around forever. And, and right. like, I guarantee, like, here's one thing, you know, if I, if I'm going to pass something down to my younger self, which is that, you know, no job, I, I don't care what it is, is going to be the glamorous thing that you think it's going to be, uh, when you first start it. So, so you have to allow yourself no matter what it is to, you know, at, at least do yourself the service of sticking it out to know what it's really like. And on top of that, it's on, it's on you, in my opinion. You know, even if you have a boss, even if you have mentors, it ultimately, like anything else, it's on you to make the most of whatever it is that you're doing. So wherever you are, um, you know, reach out to people, learn more, ask questions, and it'll be well received. And I think you'll, you'll figure out quicker what it is that you want to be doing if you're pushing yourself. Yeah. And it's tough to figure out what you want to be doing, right? Like it just is, right? You know, again, you obviously you seem to be really pretty established and really, you know, doing great where you are, but it's, it's tough. It's, it's, 
you know, so that's one of the reasons, again, uh, you know, why I want to kind of stay here a little bit and just go, you know, hey, what, what have you found? What is it? You know, and, and, but patience, I think is important, you know, in that and understanding that, you know, when we're early on in your career, likely it's not going to be as good as later. And, and, and frankly, I guess, unless you make the right decisions then, or unless you stay well, you know, then it may also suck later, <laughs> you know, is you're, one of the things. You're absolutely because, right. You know, cause I, cause I think it's, you know, I, my sense is, is that jobs mostly get more interesting as you get further and further control. You know, I guess they get more stressful maybe, but they get more interesting and I've got more control. I've got more opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and certainly for the people on this podcast, they're listening as leaders. They want to be leaders. So how do I get through? How do I break through? And so some of it is just, is just, you know, act like the VP before you're the VP, you know, really, again, really dig in and, and try to, try to figure this out. Yep. For sure. So, so you, you ended up uh, reaching out to, to, the, to, to the head of Westcorp. How did, how did that go? What, what, what was the process to get recruited there? Yeah, it, um, yeah, it was a cold call, basically. So I was working at BNN and uh, Business News Network. And my current boss, the founder CEO of my firm, he had a show called Alternative Investing on BNN at the time. And he would come in once a week and do an hour show. And before and after, he would sit in the uh, um, like in the green room and uh, do his notes and whatever. So I, you know, I bumped into him one day, said hi, whatever. He seemed like a good guy, and I looked him up and found that we had a couple, you know, similar interests, whatever. We're golf, you know, uh, you know, he played a club in Aurora. That's my hometown, and uh, I just said, you know what, I'm, you know, I have, I have no idea what this guy really does. Um, but you know, I, here I am, I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot, but I'm, you know, I'm interested in getting back into, uh, the financial industry, um, which is, which is my real background. And, uh, but more importantly, I'm also looking for something that, um, is entrepreneurial, uh, you know, small firm because I've kind of figured that out by now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a process of me, you know, he'd come in every week on Thursday at 4 PM or whatever it was. And um, sitting down and saying hi, you know, you have a few minutes. Can I pick your brain? How you doing? What do you do? Whatever. And developed a little bit of a relationship with him. And uh, one day, I, I worked up the courage and <laughs> basically <laughs> just said to him, like, okay, like, so, like, do I have a job now? Like, <laughs> are, we, are we done this part? Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, can I start Monday? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. Monday, right? Where's the office? Uh, so, um, <laughs> I joke, but that's basically how it went. And, you know, and he laughed and, uh, and, uh, you know, he's an entrepreneur himself and, and, um, entrepreneurs, especially, I, I think, you know, you probably would say the same thing, react positively yes. to, to people that just assertiveness, take a swing. Assertiveness. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. One of my favorite, one of my favorite stories, and, and then you can continue yours is, is I remember you know, giving out Halloween treats and a uh, kid across the street, can't remember his name. I can't remember the father's name either, but he came across and my wife, like what we were talking earlier, always makes my, my life, you know, just overwhelmingly better, you know? And so we buy really great Halloween treats. Okay. Just, or we, she, and, and, and I'm part of the, we, so in the, in that, that's that respect. And so, so I guess, you know, we just throw some treats in the kids thing and he goes, 
it was Corey. Corey. Corey goes, oh, can I have some more? You know, like, oh my God. Like, you know, and, and Bob, now Bob, the neighbor, no, Corey, you know, no, you can't, you can't ask for more. And, and, and you know, we're Bob, is it okay? You know, and he, and he goes, oh, okay. I go, you know, um, so Corey, uh, absolutely, you can have more. Um, and the world gives you what you ask. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just that. like, it's, it's, you know, so, so, you know, and again, Bob, are we good? Yeah, he was good. You know, and again, I got why Bob responded that way. He, he wanted to make sure his son wasn't forward or too aggressive, et cetera, but you know, too Canadian there. No, I'm, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. And, and, and I mean, uh, I mean, that's an important point. Like, obviously, you know, we all have to, there is a governor somewhere, like, yes. you know, you're yes. not going to be yeah. totally rude or out of nowhere no. or whatever. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You would have said yeah. no. Okay. He walks yeah. away with just as much candy he had before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we, did, we always gave the candy away at the end of the night to the fire hall. So, yeah. So, no, we, you know, no. Did he changed costumes and he came back later on. <laughs> no, he was little. He was little. Uh, so, no, no. He didn't have that in him. <laughs> so, you worked for a couple of years as a senior associate. What's that role in a company like Westcourt Capital Corporation? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a jack of all trades, really. And uh, like I said, this is going back, um, you know, the firm was founded in 2009. I joined in 2012. Uh, I was one of four employees, I think, at the time. Wow. Okay. Um, so it was, it was very early on. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, like, I had no idea what the company even did when I joined. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. I had this yeah. vague notion, like investments. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I knew that, uh, my boss was a winner and I wanted to be part of the team and, um, you know, ended up being a great decision. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I joined, it was a lot of learning and it was a lot of doing everything. I mean, it, it was not unlike being an operator at StudentWorks. Like, I mean, I did everything from, you know, at that point, it's not like I was going out getting business. Um, but I did everything from help evaluate the investments. Uh, you know, put together performance reports, um, all the way down to figure out what our uh, phone plan is going to be. <laughs> like, right, right. Like literally yeah. everything, you know, uh, yeah. you know, put the toner in the printer, like you do it all, right? right? Absolutely. Um, and by the way, my, my boss did the same thing too. He always set an example, right? Like you're never too big to be riches. So, uh, so that's when I started as a senior associate. I was incredibly fortunate to have gotten the opportunity uh, to work at this place because, um, like I said, I came in, I was very green and, um, you know, all of a sudden I was in meetings with some of the, uh, wealthiest and most powerful people, certainly in the city, uh, of Toronto, uh, if not the country, um, yeah. you know, learning from, uh, private equity managers, hedge fund managers, um, hearing from our clients who many of which are entrepreneurs themselves and, uh, you know, have grown multi hundred billion, you know, hundred billion, hundred million dollar businesses uh, and sold it, um, you know, and op have operated and, and run a team and all of that stuff. And like I said, I was, uh, you know, very, very lucky to just be able to soak all of that up. Uh, when frankly, you know, at, at my age and stage, um, it, it, it would be very, very rare. Very yeah, rare. no. Yeah. You, and, cer and, right. cer and certainly that's true if I were to stay at an organization like, you know, I'm there's nothing I'm I'm not saying anything bad about Scotia, obviously. Of course not. Permanent and they yeah, just by nature of the role, like I literally would have just had to wait 30 years um to get that kind of exposure, right? So 
Right. Yeah. No. And it really is interesting as well for our leaders. It's like, what organization do I go to? The reality is, well, and by the way, I'm blessed. I actually joined this organization as the 10th owner operator of this business and it blew up like in a great way. It grew and grew and grew and grew. And, uh, and, and I'm great friends with the co-founders and, and this business was a rocket ship. The former senior VP of KPMG and their high net worth or high tech business, Chris Chapman called it the, uh, Oh, all of a sudden, I forget what I what he called it, but just it, it was just a rocket ship of of oh yeah the dot com before the dot com <laughs> uh, boom that's what he called it. I'm yeah. like what? But but you know, so I was just in a wonderful situation, and it grew and grew. Now the reality is, if I wasn't in a wonderful situation, I would have moved. Well, that I was just about to say, like my guess, Chris, is that like you put you put yourself in that situation, and. My I helped that, create it too, you know, because previous, I was part of, yeah, I was part of the leadership team and I was the VP and we, we grew it, but, but also as well, if it wasn't, then I would have looked, but it's, it, there is something to, again, like you said, finding that great mentor and then, okay, let's buckle in, let's do the work and whatever it takes, we're going to do right. Or I'm going to do, he's already doing it obviously. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but, but being in the right opportunity is such a huge part of success. I completely, I completely agree. Yeah. So, so now you're a director asset management and client services. So, so tell our leaders, what does that do? And what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, when people say, what do I do? So, um, uh, I'm a director and, and registered portfolio manager at Westcourt. And the second piece is actually the, the more important piece, which is that, uh, like my, my primary role is to manage assets, uh, sometimes on a discretionary basis, on behalf of our ultra high net worth clients. Um, so, uh, you know, let me translate that into English a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that, uh, you know, Westcourt Capital at its core is an investment advisory business to ultra high net worth individuals and families specializing in the alternative investment industry. Uh, meaning everything that's not stocks and bonds, private equity, hedge funds, private debt, managed futures, you know, real estate, mortgages, whatever, a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and people come to us for our specific expertise uh, and, and they say basically, hey, Will, um, you know, I've, I've got my stocks and my bonds covered, but what else is out there that you think is good and I should invest in? So, you know, my role now is still sort of multifunction, but... Uh, I'd say there's three main um, uh, pillars, I guess. Uh, one is now I, I am um, partly responsible for business development, I say, going out and finding business and, and curating business with our existing clients and getting referrals and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, selling is something that, uh, you, I mean, you just have to do to learn, in my opinion. Um, and that's a big part of what you do or did at, at StudentWorks. Um, you know, the second part would be obviously managing the existing relationships that we have. Um, but then the other pieces are on the investment side. So, uh, you know, I'm part of the investment committee at the firm and we are responsible for evaluating, uh, the different types of investments that come across our plate every single day and saying, uh, is this good enough to make it into our clients' portfolios? Like, do I think this is something that I could look my, uh, investors in the eyes and, and recommend? Um, and then, you know, the last piece is obviously working 
on an ongoing basis to help manage uh, my clients' uh, investment portfolios from a risk and return perspective. Because obviously, the world is not a, a static place, as, as we've seen, and, and things can change very, very quickly. So like any business, you know, if we take our eye off the ball for a second, um, you know, that can be a big problem. So it's an, it's an ongoing, ongoing challenge. Okay. Okay. No, I think that's well explained. So just for our leaders, why is a ultra high net worth people, you know, why, why are they interested in somebody like Westcourt? So they've got their, they've got their market, you know, uh, stocks and bonds. I guess they've probably got their personal real estate. What does this give them? And I know, I know, but what, what does this give them? <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, you're like, I'm asking for a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm asking for our leaders. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get it. So, um, I mean, that's a good question. And uh, again, I'm trying to put this into English. I mean, fundamentally, the world of alternative investments, meaning not stocks and bonds, you know, the traditional type stuff that everybody knows about and everybody kind of has access to already. Um, the world of alternative investments is simultaneously um, both can be both an incredible and powerful addition to your portfolio from a diversification perspective, from a return enhancement perspective, from a risk reduction perspective, but they are also very sometimes um, difficult to understand. And even the types of investments that are, you know, are understandable. It's a tremendous amount of work to still determine, um, you know, is it a good is it a good investment? I mean, due diligence, which I think everybody would 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 be familiar with what that term is, is at its core what we do all day long. Um, you know, this is a, a private debt fund that has come to us, and they want to raise money from our clients. Okay, well, we're going to spend a year going through your books, uh, doing reference checks, um, you know, uh, finding out your um, operating history. Um, understanding the complex the, the complexities of how the strategy is actually run, um, determining whether that's an appropriate uh, return to be getting for the level of risk you're taking. Are there better opportunities elsewhere? Um, so it's it's a our our investors understand the power that the alternative investment universe can can bring to their own investment portfolios. But frankly, it's I mean we have a, we have a staff of over thirty and and. Uh, you know, we have 14 investment professionals with CFAs and CAs and MBAs and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and we're still swamped every single day. Like it's a lot of work. So, um, you know, they come to us uh, and rely on us for our advice. And thankfully, you know, I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, doing a good job. Yeah. You know, we've done, a, we've done a great job. And, you know, I, I think that everybody is, is, you know, you turn on CNBC or BNN or whatever it is, and, and everybody's pretty familiar with what happened back in March and, and April the stock market can can collapse by 30 40% on, on a moment's notice thankfully much of what we do uh, was relatively unaffected and if you didn't turn the tv on and you just looked at your investment portfolio statement from westcore capital i mean you wouldn't even know that that anything was going on in the world um, so that i mean that's why we exist yeah no and i get i get that and it's it's pretty it's pretty powerful and and again for our leaders there's a there's a whole group of businesses out there, organizations out there who can't go to the regular stock market. They're not big enough or it's different or they want to do something, again, alternative, right? And, and to be able to uh, find, uh, again, capital. Um, every, every, sorry, businesses need capital. That's, 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 how this, that's how this works, to get good returns. So, no, that's, that's awesome. 
And so, uh, so, so what about, you know, one of the things we always love to talk about or not love to talk about, but we know is part of it is, is, you know, setbacks, mistakes, errors. Like, how do you look at that? You know, how did you learn from those? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, listen, failure uh, is a part of life. Um, and it's funny, like, Chris, I, I was literally having this exact same conversation uh, with a really good friend of mine um, the other day. He's going through a tough time, actually, and, um, you know, gave him the whole pump up speech. And, and, right. uh, and, and part of it was it really is, you know, failure is a part of life. And um, I ran across this Winston Churchill quote, actually, that came up. Um, and he's got he's got a million of these uh, specifically about failure. But it was something like, you know, success is just like how quickly you can move from failure to failure to failure without losing steam uh, or, or passion or drive. And I saw that like literally the other day and, and it really resonated with me because, um, you know, there, there were, there have been plenty of setbacks along the way in, in my career so far. Uh, and I have a long career ahead of me and I assume there will be plenty more. Uh, but, uh, you know, there were interviews I went on that I, that I didn't get. Um, there were, um, clients that I, uh, or prospects that I thought, I, you know, I was, was going to get over the goal line that ended up not wanting to work with me. Um, you know, various challenges personally and professionally, but all I can say, and, and this is part of, of, um, you know, the, the grit that I think student works just forces you to go through, <laughs> mm, Yeah, which, which is that like you, you have to realize that like you just have to accept the inevitability of failure that it's a part of life and and that you're going to survive and you know if if you continue and move on like there's a light at the end of the tunnel um and and you know i honestly found that like i'm thinking back to my student works days and uh you know if there were 200 operators um i'm making that up something that was something out of my year whatever it was you know, there's like, you know, the 50 that do really well, the 100 in the middle and the 50 that don't quite make it type thing. And, and, it, and it honestly wasn't even like the top 50 or the top 20 or whatever it was. It wasn't even like that they were smarter or that they were, you know, had a, you know, were better at selling or had a better vocabulary or I, I don't know, whatever it is, make it up. They just didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Commitment focus, willingness, those, those are the things that really matter in, in, in life. And, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and again, it's, it's, I think you're so accurate around the setbacks that we have and, you know, fail forward and just, just, okay. You know, you're just not going to get through this world and live a big life without having lots of bruises, gashes, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, and, and it's, and it's, and it's not something that people share, understandably, because it's not something you put on your LinkedIn can't, you know, uh, profile, but it's there. And, and it, it really is important to have. Like one of the things I think is really important, Will, is like you have with the friend that you're talking about, you've got relationships with people you can share when things aren't going well. Okay, because then, it, then it, you don't feel like you're, you're living in a glass house or that, that I... Oh, you know, I'm so brittle. No, no, no. I'm hearing that other people are really struggling too. I find that very, very helpful in my career, knowing lots of friends who you wouldn't know, but they're really, really struggling again, emotionally or financially or whatever. And uh, they're keeping a stiff upper lip in the real world, 
uh, because they have to, because they got to keep their teams together. They got to keep their clients on board and they're really struggling. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few years later, because they're really winners, they're not anymore. And everyone thinks, oh, aren't they lucky? Yeah. yeah <laughs> As if. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, not luck, hard work, perseverance, commitment. Absolutely. So. Um, so as you went from being, you know, sort of that university student to a, a real value creator in the full-time world, what did you need to change about yourself, Will? Value creator. Can I add that to like my title? Value <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Head coach, value creator. I love that. I love that. It's a good word. What did I, so I forgot the question. What did I have to change? <laughs> so what did you have to change what about I, yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're really putting me on the spot here. I mean, that's another tough one. It, it, like... Certainly not nothing, that's for sure. Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing you have to remember, um, again, just as a human being, is, is like you have to be malleable and be willing to accept change and accept failure and accept yourself in order to change for the better. Otherwise, you're, you're never going to grow and you know, the same mistakes are going to keep repeating themselves. Um, you know, what did I have to change? You know, I, I, I can save one thing. Um, and I think this, this kind of happens to everybody as, as, uh, they get older, you know, willing to, to drop a little bit of the ego, maybe, um, you know, willingness to really accept your weaknesses, um, you know, and not those BS, you know, when they ask you in a job interview, like, what are your three weaknesses? Like, I mean, your real weaknesses, like, you know, everybody has them figuring out what they are and, and truly accepting them. Um, and, uh, and you know, that, I think that's a lifelong thing that everybody has to go through. And, uh, you know, when you can do that and, you know, really understand what it is that, that makes you tick and, and, and makes you thrive or, or makes you the opposite. Um, the sooner you can figure out that sort of stuff, the, the quicker you can kind of shed what it, whatever it is that's holding you back and, and, and move forward. Um, I, 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 this is not overly specific, but no, I think, no, I think that's, no, I think that's great. I, I think, I think, you know, again, the, the, you know, one of the things is for all of us, the better we get to know us. Okay. You know, and again, we've talked about some courses and things like that. And people can reach out to me about, about, processes people can do the better we can again like you said understanding what's really shiny here what are my gifts to the world let's just keep doing those right what are things that i, I i'm not very good at what what am i weak what, what am i again humbly able to give up and then can i get resources there some things maybe i'm just going to need to to do what i want to do maybe some things i'm just going to need to become that okay and just really own that and and maybe need extra help with it or you know whatever it is but but and, and when I was, you know, certainly when I was, even when I was your age, I think I was pretty frightened to get into that, mm. you know, and now it's, it's really, really great. Like, there's no question that the world has really made some progress in that area. People are looking inside a whole lot more. Mm. We're, we're, we're much more evolved, I think, as a, as a world. And, and again, lots of challenges out there, lots of things we got to work on. Well, I can tell you one, I mean, one just kind of hit me, like specifically that I had to shed was um, like, a, like, like. I mean, fear, fear, insecurity, and and I can make this specific about like what I do, uh, you know, fear of going into a meeting with a prospective client and not 
sounding smart okay or having them think you know that i didn't know what i was talking about um okay. or that i was going to say something stupid or whatever okay. um mm -hmm. and i and i actually think that's i suspect it's fairly common among all of us sure. um but but i was fortunate enough to have people that i looked up to you know in the business and clients and whatever and i and i learned along the way that some of the people that were the most successful and uh, that i respected the most they it's not like they knew everything yeah they just they they weren't afraid at all to say like i don't know you know over and over and over i'd see them in meetings and just straight up say like i have no idea what you're talking about like come again what <laughs> and i and it's like oh wow like you can you can say that and you can do that yeah that still that person is still respected and and they're yeah. still doing fine um that that was a big thing that was a big thing for me big thing that's awesome that's awesome yeah i just don't know and i think that's really clear because also as well you know when people you know oh what should we do next i don't know you know hey we'll need the team we'll need to process i you know i'm not i'm not sure i don't know that answer you know so it's 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 really great when we can really get that um be okay you know that humble space for sure um for me i know um you know again i think it's a being gentle with yourself like you know i know a lot of times i'll oh how did i do did i do that right did i you know there's always that going on for me that chitter chatter and just kind of resting that chris it's okay you know yeah you got to you give know, yourself you a break your best. you got to give yourself yeah. a break sometimes. yeah like like everyone's everyone's got that and, I, and again i i really appreciate you bring that up will just because for our leaders listening it's like yeah will's doing it will's crushing it in the real world chris has it he's crushing it you know and we're still you know and again at different points at the end of the night, you know, something go oh, did i did i that was that email right or did, <laughs> oh yeah how did I, did I handle that conversation right you know and and it's just like oh god lay off chris you know? <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. just like wow just lay off yeah. but but yeah what what key habits would want would someone want to steal from you because i'm such a believer in habits mm. From me or just habits yeah, I think from you, you have. From you. No, <laughs> not, not, not you should have this. I don't have any of them, but you should have this. <laughs> yeah, that's um I'm doing a lot of soul searching today, Chris. I can tell. I can yeah, tell. I can tell you haven't listened to, to my all that many of the pods, by the way, because these are standards. So okay. it so you sent me the email. So Will's, Will's showing up. Will's showing yeah. up. Oops. Didn't do his homework. You sent me the email of, yeah, what to expect. I sent you a list. But I thought in true entrepreneurial flash fashion, I just fly off you'll the just, my You'll just wing it. You'll yeah, just wing just, it. Just wing instead, it. instead, for any customers who are listening, he was studying up and doing analysis. That's right. So, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what, what would people want to borrow? I mean, you obviously have to have a work ethic, um, uh, first and foremost. Patience uh you need to have patience and and i'm not saying that you know i'm i'm learning patience now to be honest you know uh learning it over the past few years um because we all want to be you know 10 years ahead of you know where we are now tomorrow type thing but life is a marathon not a race uh, you know um or not a sprint i should say so you know patience um uh yeah i mean grit is is something that's I think almost at the top of the list. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I've, I've, I'm, I've, I'm being very honest with you that you know, I've, I've had many setbacks in my 
uh, in my career. Uh, you know, in school before I even started my career, things didn't go my way, and it would it, it could have been very easy, many 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 times, to to just you know not give up, but but to not push forward um, as hard as I have. And uh, again, you know, there's that, there's another famous quote, I don't know who it is or whatever, but it's like, life is defined by how many, it's not, it's not how many fights you win, but how many times you pick yourself up off the mat, right? Um, so, you know, that's, uh, I think that's a, that's a big one. And, uh, you know, yeah, now, you know, now that we're, uh, that we got on that top, you know, it, it's, it's a willingness to be, you know, honest with yourself, accept your strengths accept your weaknesses um and i think once you once you can and i'm seeing it at this stage in my career myself and, and my friends and my colleagues and whatever who are going who are growing and and you can see it um you know once you can get to to a place where you you are a little more honest with yourself and you're a little easier on yourself maybe it's like this weight gets list, lifted off your shoulders um and you know it makes everything better <laughs> yeah you're more exactly. confident, yep. you know, your relationships are better. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a big one too. Yeah. Yeah. Not being so hard on ourselves. Cause that's one thing that our, our leaders, you know, are, you know, very common in our organization, just how, how driven people are. And that a lot of times comes with a negativity driven hard on ourselves. So really, and again, I think that was something I worked on in my career over time, over time, got easier and easier. And I love this patience, you know, that's not something I'm very, uh, that's a, something I've just so struggled with, you know, patience and, and being rash and decision-making and obviously for what you do, so incredibly important, you know, how many investments you look at to find the one, this is it, let's load up on this stuff, you know, and, and that's such a, such a critical success factor in your industry, of course. So so final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Will? When I think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? So in what context? Like what, what kind of skills do they it have? Could be, it of- could, yeah, it could be anything. You know, what mindsets they have? Uh, you know, what do we need? Like I, I love open-ended questions because people take it all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a good question. I mean... I think it's a combination of, you know, qualities, many of which we've talked about over the last hour, um, that I think stand the test of time that are, you know, sort of like truisms, like, you know, things that will always be true, um, that would that define what it is to be a great leader. Um, you know, uh, a lot of the things we've already spoken about, but you know, leader, you know, I'm, I'm thinking specifically now where we are today and thinking ahead to tomorrow, um, you know, we're going to have to have, in my opinion, a lot more people who are willing to have the courage, courage to stand up for, you know, what they believe in, um, speak truthfully, um, speak honestly, and, you know, not be afraid of, you know, any sort of uh, negative, um, you know, commentary that might come back to them. And I mean, th- I mean, that's also sort of, in my opinion, something that would define a leader, you know, a thousand years ago versus today also is somebody that has the courage to stand up and speak, you know, whatever it is that they find to be truthful. And, you know, I hope that uh, we don't lose any of that. And I think that that's, I, I think people 
respond very well to people who um, you know are honest and, and courageous and and, um, and 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 speak truth. And I think you know we need we need a lot more of that. I think. Yeah, we certainly do. Really, really challenging times, and and uh, and there's there's I think there's really lots to be optimistic about, and there's lots to be frightened about. You know, as fires tear across California and and Oregon, and and uh, you know the uh, the uh, um, quality issues that we have in the nation and North America and the world, and and uh, yeah, just just it's it's it really is um, remarkable times you know, remarkable times. And, and, uh, so, so we need people to stand up and be honest and talk about it. And it certainly looks to me like that's what's happening more and more and more, you know, but, but yeah. So, so Will, I thank you for your honesty and your authenticity and vulnerability here in this conversation. Um, I, w- I won't thank you for your pre-work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fair, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I do I also thank you for your good sense of humor. Uh, this has been very enjoyable and uh, continued success. And uh, I know we'll stay in touch. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay, you betcha. Talk to you soon. Hey, leaders! I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.